Don't you just, as a matter of fact, don't you just love that? Like, weren't, I want to know who was making, who the announcers were that were making hella money in like New York and Philly and wherever else that were making, that were making all that money off of like the downloaded live wire mixes of songs where you just get, damn, how you do that one. I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes they just somebody just said it once, like <laughs> not intentionally, and someone just captured it. Like, hey, that sounds like a good drop. Like that was just the begin. Like that was the precursor. Like that and the air horns. Like that was the that was the uh, OG of what we do now. Uh, so sick of air horns, but <laughs> I understand. I, I understand why they are there. And I damn say DJ Envy, where you get that shit? That was the wrong DJ. That was the wrong DJ, yeah. definitely. But <laughs> they all did it. Actually, have we ever heard DJ Envy DJ anything? Have we heard of that? No. No? Okay, just yeah. checking. So he. Have you heard DJ Khaled DJ anything? Uh, no. No. Not even on the treadmill. You don't want to. Have we heard DJ? No, we definitely have heard DJ Academics um, DJ anything, but maybe. Uh, snacks in the kitchen. Damn. The following content is recorded in the city where climate change is now the state is now the state bird, state animal. Start the show. It's the state animal or something now. Whatever climate change is, that sh- this shit is this, this is the center point of it. Man, Houston is turning to the hell mouth, bro. I don't understand. As we were, it is. It, I'm goddamn. I'm looking at that. It's one oh one. Yeah, right now. Yeah, that's not the time. And possibly going to get hotter. Might get as hot as one oh five. Holy shit. Mm-mm. ERCOT will fail us before the summer's over. Oh, they're already, they, they've, every week they've been saying shit like, hey, these are ways to conserve energy Monday through Thursday. And then like on Thursday, I got an email that says, hey, here are some ways to conserve energy. ERCOT is asking that you conserve energy Friday through Sunday. Bitch, I'm at home. All the, right. <laughs> all the people that, all the people texting me now, my, my phone is dry except for ERCOT, Beto, and now Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Nancy hasn't found me yet. Oh, man. Fuck Nancy. I, oh, God, I hate her. Uh, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. I'm D. Randall. That's all, yeah. That's all I got. That's all. I mean, it's I, too hot for it. Yeah, I like it's too, it's too hot for all that drawn out <laughs> shit. And I'm already like. And I, I'm, I'm just going to put this disclaimer out ahead of time. Um, I'm not drinking today, but I, I do feel a bit cynical today. So I'm, I'm my, you know, my, my out of pocket shit. 
<laughs> might be, you know, it might be a little elevated today. Might turn up a little harder. Yeah, but I, but it's, it's because of the heat. Like, niggas it, get mad when it's I, hot outside. I don't blame you, bro. I, It's ridiculous. It's going to end... And it's only it's only the beginning of July. Yeah. The only the only good part of this is that it's keep it like even though it's not raining as much, it's keeping the tropical like because you know, this is hurricane season and this is the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. It's keeping that bullshit out. Yes. From what I understand of the meteorological blah, 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 um, aspect of it. Yes. I like whatever the pressure barometric pressure, whatever you call it is, it's keeping it's keeping all the tropical shit out. So good. Yeah. Cause I would rather deal with this than you know you know me and my anxiety about hurricanes. I would rather deal with this than that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh, you know, you gotta it's one thing or the next. Um it is episode 188. 188. Yeah, 188. Um, we are rocketing towards 200. As a matter of fact, let me let me give us some air horns, man. I know. Before we started the show, Randall was saying how sick he is of air horns, but it's kind of become our bread and butter. <laughs> man, listen. Yeah, I'll find some new sound effects pretty soon. Um, I mean, air horns are okay when we use them. Well, yeah, it's just when other people use them, <laughs> like Funkmaster Flex, yeah, and the bombs. Uh, well, you know what? He dropped bombs on like he dropped bombs on Justin Bieber. I got I got to give it to him though. You know he 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 did his thing with the with the bombs. I I, I can't take that away from him. He had his day with them. That's true. Might have stolen them from Clue. Oh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> What happened to DJ Clue? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does not. That is a question that no one has ever asked. Oh, man, you weren't waiting on professional part three? There was a part one and two? Did not know. Uh, professional part two was probably one of my favorite mixtapes um, at one point. Mm. Everybody had to have some shit they named, off of a, they named from a crime drama back then. And it just went right with the vibe because The Professional is one of my favorite movies. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, for you Call of Duty nerds, one of my one of my uh, customi- personally customized assault rifles, I named it Matilda after Natalie Portman's character. Interesting. Yeah, I had a thing for Natalie Portman wow. growing up. You had to think from Natalie Portman when she was in the professional age? No. I, okay. W- no, but me and Natalie Portman are close to the same age. Okay. Like, you know, like, you just, yeah, we were close to the same age. I'm just, I'm just being, you know, just. In fact, I'm, no, no, because no, I don't want there to be any static. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now because I'm pretty sure we are very close in age. She's probably older than me. Yeah, she's 41. Okay. Okay. Damn, she does look good for 41. Yeah, she was born in 81. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Not me on air trying to, like, vindicate myself. <laughs> but that's important, though. That's yeah, important. it is. No, because you, people will take things out of context. You have people in your mentions all the time. Yes, this is true. This and, is true. And those people will 
Take it and run with it. Yes. Fuck the manosphere, man. <laughs> um, Damn. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here, man? What are y'all? Why? What, is, is, is this? Is did they did they determine this a cool zone? You know they have those now in Houston for like people that need to get out of the heat, like old, like elderly people or people with medical conditions and shit. I, I got you. Uh, maybe this is a designated cool zone. Y'all are just here. Don't come to my crib, I, fam. <laughs> uh, I got a limited amount of cold air here. I'll say, don't come over here. Uh, don't come over to my house either, because no, we all have fans. No one will give you one. Discovery Green has plenty of sprinklers and this is true and misting devices over there. This is also true. Remember when Astral World had them little cool zones? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. I remember, but people that, you know, at least niggas didn't want to get in that because they didn't want, they didn't want to get the Jordans wet. And That's girls true. didn't want their hair to get messed up. Yeah. That was back when they were putting um, spritz in their hair. Oh, God. You know, had that shit crinkly, crinkly. <laughs> shit. Uh, shout out to the new listeners, the old listeners. Uh, the first times, the long times, the last times. Everyone on Google, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeart. Um, some of you, I don't know, maybe maybe some of you have leaked us on Spreaker or some shit. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Spreaker. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, salute, to all, salute to all my paywall people on uh, Patreon. Um Thanks for the money. Uh, you niggas are are crazy in the uh, Discord. I love y'all. <laughs> um, I, the Discord is becoming a little a little click. It's a little family in there. You, you got some of the usuals. Yeah. Some people that peek their head in every now and then. You know, um, keeping a, keep everybody keeping everybody together during the rat race, basically. Um. Giving flowers while people are here, uh, saluting our own. Um, we salute Miss Sandra Douglas Morgan, um, who is now the president, who has recently been named the president of the Las Vegas, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, mm-hmm. um, which would make her the first black woman in NFL history to ever serve in such a capacity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is according to because of them we can dot com. Um, says and this is interesting to me. It this woman is just climbing any la- corporate ladder, whatever glass ceiling. I admire this a lot, actually. Um, she uh, was previously the first city, the first black city attorney in the city of North Las Vegas. Uh, actually hit that with the air horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the first black woman to ch- uh, to chair the Nevada Gaming Control Board. Hit mm. that with the air horns. Um, she was an attorney at Covington and Burling LLP, which just I don't I don't know as far as the hierarchy of law firms, but that sounds fancy as fuck. Hit that with the air horns. And she's on the board of directors for Allegiant Travel Company and Caesars Entertainment. Wow. So she basically rules Las Vegas, <laughs> essentially. Damn. Um, 
That's a lot. That's a lot of climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah. She got time for shit. I hope she... Uh, who feeds her cat? She Well, she got money. She someone, Someone's there to feed her cat. Yeah. Um, I don't know why in my head she she's just got this regular, like, two-bedroom apartment like, Anne Hath- like in an Anne Hathaway movie or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a big deal. Seriously, though. Um, president of the Las Vegas Raiders, this is a big deal. The reason this is a big deal to me is because, um, of course, you see a lot of black players. You see, you even see a degree of black coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, owners, very few. President of the front office, um, this is where we, and not even just black women, black people, need to be infiltrating. If we're ever going to change the culture of sports entertainment in our favor. And we have that leverage. We have that leverage. And more and more, these athletes are getting smarter. Yes. Um, to do that and to um, take more stake in um, how business is done uh, for us in, instead of just business done over our heads. Um, it's great that the players are getting smarter with their own money, but this is where we really need to infiltrate if we're going to affect any change within the culture of sports. Yeah, that's, I mean that's true. I mean, and it's that's that's right up. We we've seen it in other sports also with basketball. We've seen people, um, black people, grow in positions of of you know management ownership. Um, football is another one that that they're slowly very getting slowly. ingratiated to, and it, and it's it's definitely um, very promising to see, especially an African American woman um, who has a tenured history of of success in these authoritative positions, very especially much so. in a place like Las Vegas. Like that's and she looks young as hell, you know. And to have accomplished all this shit. And with football, with the National Football League being the man's man's sports organization. Like that, Correct. That's, that's, a, that's a big deal. And I've always said these institutions like this, these institutions go, I always feel like this. These institutions, certain institutions in America go very wrong um, when you exclude, when you make an effort to exclude women. Mm-hmm. The biggest examples of this I can ever pick out are sports and uh religion. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah. I was just watching uh Miss Marvel and there was that scene well, I didn't cuz I've I've never been in a mosque so that was illuminating to me <clears throat> if that is a real representation of mosque culture mm-hmm. that the women are like in the back. Mm-hmm. And the women are have a whole separate space um I guess the guy said to encourage modesty or to encourage something like that, but that the they were complaining that the men's area was completely pristine right and built up and funded, and that the women's section has like moldy carpets and it's not kept well right and that those and that when they complain about these things, those voices their voices are not heard right. Um, so yeah, it is, that is an example to me of what happens 
when uh, and and when you keep certain voices in any community down. Uh, I have my feelings about how people, some people have divested from religion. That might, that, that might definitely be a Patreon thing that we discuss. Um, but I, as far as sports and religion, I'm glad that we're making these strides, certainly in sports entertainment that has so much of the American gaze. Um, so salute to Sandra Douglas Morgan. Yes. Uh, hit her with the air horns once more. Just to give Randall an idea of what this woman looks like. Oh, she looks young as fuck. To to have accomplished all this. Young and attractive. <laughs> Let me fire up the Googles. Randall will now look for social media. Um But yeah, salute to her, man. That's that's a wonderful thing. Um humans ain't shit. Speaking of women in sports entertainment, I did, and when I wrote the rundown, I did not mean for this to segue into this. Um, y'all, we have to really quit. We have to talk about how we respond to news about Brittany Griner. You know, we were talking about this last week about how Brittany Griner is just not represented hard enough for what she's going through over there. In case you are living under a rock, Brittany Griner has been detained in Russia for some indeterminate amount of time at this point. Um, she pled guilty, actually, just the other day. Um, and basically, they, they caught her with like a vape pen or some shit mm-hmm. and locked her up. And they at this point, it's becoming a political thing. It's just for an indeterminate amount of time because now they've said that the, her detainment can be extended through December. And... I don't like some of the discourse. I don't like the direction some of the discourse around Brittany Griner is going. Because a lot of women, there are a lot of women who feel like this isn't being portrayed, this isn't being portrayed in the media in a certain way because it's a black woman. And I'm never going to discount those feelings. And there's a reason that they feel that. Well, you cannot criticize a marginalized group without first looking at the reason they feel that, without first looking at the basis for those feelings. And the basis for those feelings, especially with black women, is always going to be the fact that black women are the least protected in our society. Very true. Period. The least protected. And so when you have situations like this, where again, a black woman is going through horrible conditions and it's not being told, the story is not being told and the media is not being as hype about it as we've seen with, let's say, white political prisoners. Um, they have a reason to feel that way. They have a reason to feel that way when Sandra, when Sandra Bland and Breonna Taylor had to become stories. Everybody forgets. That shit that happened to Breonna Taylor... That shit only became news months after it happened. Yeah. Everybody forgets that part. Um, And so they have a right to feel that way. And they have a right to feel that way about women's basketball. Somebody made a quote that started a bunch of shit that if Brittany Griner were, were LeBron James, he'd be home by now. I don't have, I don't have any reason... To argue against that. If 
this were LeBron James, SEAL Team Six would have went over the, would have gone over there under under the cover of night, like the underwater incursion in The Rock, and killed Vladimir Putin in his sleep. Guaranteed. Very true. I won't even say. I, you know what? Honestly, I won't even give them LeBron. Let's let's say. I mean, Giannis. Greek freak. If that was Greek freak, he'd be home right now. You know how ridiculous it is looking at Brittany Griner in, in, in custody? She looks like the final boss. Remember when Super remember how stupid it was watching Superman and Man of Steel in handcuffs? Yeah. I mean And he just broke them shits on on instinct the first chance he got. That's what it's like looking at Brittany Griner. With these short Russian dudes. Yeah, but the outcome won't be the same if she breaks some cuffs. Well, because she's not bulletproof. <laughs> Let's start there. As far as we know. <laughs> she could whoop my ass. I know that. Um, but I, I also read that one of, the, one of the possible reasons for her um, pleading guilty is that the, the possibility of a deal being in the works and a requirement of that working is her pleading guilty. Like almost like, yeah, you got to at least say it. So it'll be on your record. I don't know. Well, yeah, she'll, she'll plead. They'll, they'll do a plea deal time serve plus whatever. Um, That's, that's a thing that has happened in the past. I don't, I think this is more political than that. Oh, absolutely. Because we haven't, the white house hasn't even talked about it. We haven't heard anything from the White House on this. Um, and so, and I think they don't want to get involved because it's going to turn into, well, we'll trade you Brittany Griner for, you know, some terrorist hacker that we, that we have yeah. 16, 16 feet under the ground or whatever. Um, but I don't like the way black people are discussing Brittany Griner. I don't like... This whole thing of well, you can't compare her to LeBron because LeBron's worth millions, and what was she do, and what's she doing over there, and why did she have a vape pen? It's a lot of respectability politics thrown in. For example, why did she? Well, why did she have a vape pen? She shouldn't have had a vape pen. You know the rules are harsh over there. We cannot have discussions about the harshness of nonviolent crimes in America, which we do every day when somebody when somebody gets you know, 20, 24 months for possession of weed. Um, every time somebody, every time somebody gets a bullshit charge on them like this here. And then in Russia, just because it's Russia, just because it's not our country. Then we look at the, then we look at the harshness of it different. Oh, well that's just what they do over there. We have to keep the same energy. But I'm also going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Okay. It's one thing to do it on American soil where, you know, and, and, and obviously I agree. Like, we've, we've suffered for a very long time under unfair punishments for nonviolent crimes. It's, and it's, it's well documented, and it's something that this country still needs to work on. With that said. Okay. I know that when I travel... 
and again, this is not a, a respectability thing. It's one of those things that I just got to remember to keep in pocket when I travel. I know that things that I can't get away with here, I really cannot get away with over there. And, you know, some of the, the procedures and the protections, even the limited protections that we may have in place over here, don't apply in other places. Now, it's obviously bullshit that they got her in prison over a fucking vape pen. Correct. And, and to the people who say, well, she should have known better, while I may not agree with the tone of what they're saying, there is some truth to what they're saying. Like, that's one of those things that you still need to watch out for, whether unfair or not. There's less that we and our country and our people can do over there than they can do over here. But that also doesn't bring her home. Uh, at the end of the day, yes, there, there needs to be more made out of it. She needs to be brought home. And, and I think the time for us trying to put the blame on her is long past. Like, that's, that's not productive. That's not going to bring her home. Right. Especially if we all agree on that. So I, I, do, I do agree that a lot of the energy needs to be focused on. Um, it's it's kind of like when your parents. <laughs> it's I like think when, the punishment should fit the crime. I, I think it's a matter of that. Yeah, but we, we have no control over that. But it's also like when, when, you, when you get in trouble at school right? and your parents are like, all right, I'm, I'm going to wait till you get home to whip your ass. Like, we're going to get you home first. Well, you, right. And then I'll whip your ass when you get home. Or at least, like, if it's a matter of you getting in a fight because you were defending yourself or getting in a fight because of something human, something, something escalating to that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want you to defend yourself. Yes, if somebody, if, yes, I appreciate if, you know, because I got in trouble for standing up to standing up to someone bullying someone else. And it's like, yes, I want you to feel like you should be defending people. You can defend people, especially in your community, that aren't doing anything. And it, it's noble of you to do that. But you also have to be mindful that violence doesn't solve everything. And you have to be mindful that that's going to be looked at and you're still going to get detention or whatever you're going to get. Right. Um, so I understand that side of it, but I just, I think there's a lot of hypocrisy in, in the discussion around it. And I think that's the problem. And let's be honest. This, this is, it is political. And at some point, the accountability argument stops at some point there's a statute of limitations on it when we're factoring in russia's politics and russia's feelings towards us and how they want to make those statements Mm -hmm. um so at some point we have to get out of that discussion or even the fact that let's look at the fact that why was she over there in the first place she was over there in the first place making extra money Playing up, playing internationally, making extra money, and we could go into the fact that she, the women players, should not have to do that. A lot of niggas feel a certain way about what women's basketball is worth and why they get paid what they do. At this point in 2022 in sports entertainment, that should not be an issue. You should no sports entertainment, especially someone like Brittany Griner. Who is known, and these people are known, and they go and they and they go and coach college. They go and coach uh, professional professional teams. 
these are these are not unknown people. At this point in sports entertainment, you should not have to side gig. You should not. And so there's a lot of things to unpack that we don't have the time or probably the range to do right here, right now. But it's never just that simple, which is why we should probably just keep it where it should be, which is bring this girl home and we'll deal with all the other shit later. Bring this girl home. And that's why I'm a little disappointed that Joe and the White House have not said anything. I understand there are politics in in political prisoners and hostages, but the White House should be making some kind of statement in solidarity. That should be happening. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot around it, and I just I think there's a lot of respectability politics involved in how we as a community address this. And you know, you know me. How you do any? I feel like how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So I just think we should be mindful, and we should be mindful when we have to deal with these things in our own community, um, with possibly people that we see every day. I just, you know, you know, knowing what's knowing what we're up against. I think we had just like we just like there has to be accountability. There also has to be grace. There has to be a healthy blend of both. Yeah. So that's just where I'm at. Um I did not I did not discuss what I wanted to do for a song of the week. Um, but I have a pretty good idea. Um there's some good music out right now. Um I have not played any snow, snow allegra. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Snow is an informer. Informer. Uh, I was going to say, let's have a talk right now. <laughs> Before you do that. Not the Canadian dance hall version of Mark Wahlberg. Um, let's do Snow. This is off the Spotify sessions. Yeah, I think this will be good. Um, off the, From the Spotify sessions, Spotify singles, whatever you call it. Um, this is a, a verse. This is her send up of "Do for Love." What you won't do for love? What you won't do? Always a classic. Do for love. You tried everything, but you don't do. And my world, you do for love. What I would not do. You have to listen to her now. Yeah. <laughs> song of the week by <laughs> Opinions While Black. Hit it with the air horns. Shit. I think it's a joke. Um it is. <laughs> well, you know what? Before I get what was the when what age were you when you figured out Bobby Caldwell was white? Uh what <laughs> year did Commons of the Light come out? Oh uh, shit. What uh, ooh, that like water for chocolate? Well, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna look it up. Two thousand. Okay, you say two thousand. I say nine nine two thousand. I say it was like before that. that. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say like ninety eight. Because that's a Dilla joint, right? That's a Dilla joint. Yeah. 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 Nine 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 two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, I thought You're so. Correct. Yeah. Uh, there are times. That was uh like water for chocolate. You're correct. Okay. I will be by your side. That's when I found out Bobby Caldwell was white. Yeah. Uh, I. 
oh, I don't know when I found out Bobby Caldwell was white, actually. It was, it was, I was probably in college. Um, damn shame. Uh, this is this is how this, these are our cultural markers, y'all. So pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a good time. Uh, we will be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Clap, white people. And that was Do For Love by Snow Allegra. Oh. Uh, Which was better, her version or ours? You decide. Let us know. <laughs> we can take a, take a fucking poll. Um, and be honest, y'all. Come on. We can take it. <laughs> Look, 
If y'all don't fuck with Snow like that. I would say, you don't have to be worried about hurting Snow's feelings. She probably does not listen to this podcast. It's <laughs> fine. Um, <clears throat> let's see what we got on the rundown this week. Um, boom, boom, boom. Lupe Fiasco put out a new album. Definitely have to talk about that. Drill Music in Zion. I did not know what to expect from a from an album titled Drill Music in Zion. That's a it's a unique title. Very much so. I was really hoping we were gonna get we were gonna get maybe the most rapidly rap intelligent drill music album of all time. Uh but no, Lupe just hit us. It it is a I I don't wanna say it's a standard Lupe album because that would be I feel like that would be like downplaying it because this was a good album. This was a really strong album actually. Yeah. Um sorry. I I I would give it like I give it like an eight out of ten. I've never forgiven Lupe Fiasco. I, I have for to, what? I, I have to uh, Is it the what was what was that album called? VH one hip hop honors. Oh what happened? I, I'll never forget. Okay. Years ago. And this is my old um backpack slash petty side get off my lawn statement. Okay. Um okay. VH1 Hip Hop Honors, I can't remember what year it was, but they were honoring a Tribe Called Quest that year. And they had a few people come out and perform, um, you know, for, you know, a few Tribe songs. Was this before or after Fife? Fife was still alive. Okay. And um, he came out and I believe he performed a piece from (laughs) Electric Relaxation. Okay. From the Midnight Marauders album. Classic, classic. Butchered the verse. Oh, shit. It was embarrassing. Oh, man. It was like, wow, bro. Is that the same song? Oh, shit. And when questioned about it afterwards, his response was, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, never, I never listened to Midnight Marauders. <laughs> what? Put the- and I was like, and your raggedy ass got up there? <laughs> And attempted to pay tribute to the greatest hip hop group of all time. And he said he never listened to Midnight Marauders. Listen to Midnight Marauders. What kind of, now? What kind of life are you living? And 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 not realizing that his career definitely benefited from the presence of a tribe called Quest. This is true. Being being in the history of hip hop. Yeah. So I, I I was I was. I was hot. A lot of us old heads were hot. Oh shit! I at the time. Um, despite that, and what we were really hot about was because you know people like us we liked kick push. I fam, you know, food and liquor. You're like, oh, he gets it. Yes, he gets it. Food and liquor and the cool, both in or definitely in my top fifty. Probably in my top twenty. And since that, I've been like, kind of fuck you. Now, Lupe Fiasco is very talented. Im, Im, immensely, He's yes. very talented. Lupe Fiasco, to me, is like the Janelle Monet of rap. Hmm. Very talented. Very good at what he does. Hmm. I don't give a shit about his catalog, though. Oh, really? Not even the cool? It's all right. Again, it, it's it's technically good. Mu- it's the Col- it's the J Cole syndrome. It's technically good music I'm, that I don't care about. I'm learning something that I never knew about D. Randall in this moment. Janelle Monae makes 
aesthetically pleasing music. Brilliant. Brilliant music. I just don't care. Wow. And I don't know why. Do you, well, let me ask you, and, and and this can be a this doesn't have to be a larger conversation. This is something else we can maybe expound on mm-hmm. behind the paywall. But do you think any of that is attributed to how these people are marketed and how these people like? Let's be honest. If Beyonce decided she was doing all Afrofuturism and turned into and turned into a robot from the from the 30th century, she did that, didn't she? Do that with uh, what was the previous album that had all the videos? Oh, uh, and had that ooh. shit look like Solange, you know? No, that was it, that was um, self titled. No, no, no. It was no the the shit that came on. I think Disney Black is Black is King. Yeah, that, uh, that was that was. That was Janelle Monae with a budget. Uh, they were like retelling the Lion King or some shit. It was they they had niggas on the beach being you know sent into space or something. I don't know. I would put that I would put that more in the like Afro fantasy Afro beats kind of thing. Okay. I don't think that's quite what Janelle does. But Beyonce slaps harder than Janelle. Oh, okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. I had to think on that one. The opinions I- expressed by D. Rand <laughs> do not reflect. All's <laughs> long worth doing. Oh, yeah. please don't get me in trouble with this shit. Nah, uh, I had to think on that one actually. But again, the I point I'm. But the point I'm making. Do you think that has to that that market that maybe marketing and packaging comes into play there? No, because Lupe Fiasco. Because if you me, listen to Food and Liquor, that's harder than a lot of his contemporaries of that year, right? But including some big top five names. For me, it, it comes to whenever you whenever you you probably you probably have a favorite artist or artists out there, right? You you probably and 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 let's be real, like a lot of the music that we like and a lot of music that we consider our favorites came to us during our formative years. This is also true. All right, so let's 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 be honest about that. Because part. food and liquor, Lupe definitely to me mm-hmm. was one of the progenitors to me of not just rapidy rap or conscious rap, but nerdy rap. Yeah, because he had because he had his anime references and it, uh, that kind of aesthetic. Really played in with a lot of niggas that I fuck with that were skaters, that were anime fans, mm-hmm. and it kind of brought us together in that way. And and this was niggas that were already on to Kanye West, right? At that time, that version of Kanye. So it definitely was. A, it was in that nerdy rap lane, and so it spoke to me in that way, right? Which is why Food and Liquor has probably always been in my top twenty, right? Right. And probably the cool after that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is. It, it, it yeah. does play into when you received it. Right. And so when, you know, by the time Food and Liquor came about, the music that I really, really like and my, my favorite music to which this was clearly, you know, this this was the... 2006. This was the out. descendant of that music. And not that I'm trying to compare it, but sure, it sure. just didn't hit me the same way that the music that inspired it did. Right. And that's why I was like, I mean, it's cool. I appreciate what he did, but it didn't give me the same feeling. And a lot of that, again, might be based on what 
came across in my formative years. You had already received your food and liquor. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. hey Quite a bit of it. Uh, but, but there have been very few artists and moments outside of my formative years that have hit me in the same way. Kendrick Good Kid, Mad City was one of them. That was, Ooh. That was one Ooh. that... That's my favorite album outside of my formative years. And not to that day, it's still... That's I think hard shit. I think one reason why Good Kid, Mad City still stands out to me personally as a Kendrick album was because mm. of the the feeling that it that it elicited when I first listened to it. Sure. And it's kind of as I've matured, I, I've I've started to realize like things that I don't like as much as things that I liked when I was younger don't necessarily mean they're not as good. Because I'm a person that that really remembers how I felt the first time I listened to something. Mm-hmm. I remember warning old alert. I remember the first time I heard um, the low end theory by a tribe called quest. It, it changed everything that I thought about, about hip hop, even yeah. tribes, follow up album, midnight marauders, which in, in all categories is a better album than the low end theory. I still lyrically, Production quality, everything, literally on every level. It was better than Low End Theory, but Low End Theory is still my favorite album because sure. I always go back to how I felt when I listened to it. The same thing with Hell, Marvin Gaye's "Hear My Dear." I didn't hear "Hear My Dear" <sighs> until well into adulthood. It was the one album that my parents didn't like by Marvin Gaye. I listened to it riding to Austin. Um, with my producer one time going to the South by Southwest. He pulled it out. It was my first time listening to it, hell, over 20 years after it was made. And, I, and I'm a huge Marvin Gaye fan. And I'm like, here, my dearest. So it's the greatest Marvin Gaye. So it's all about when you receive a thing. A lot of times it's about when you That's receive fair. a thing. That's fair. I'll give you that. Because let me tell you something. I, I received, here, my dear. I didn't receive... So I probably listened to Hear My Dear around the same time I first heard Food and Liquor. Um, or no, it was the cool at that time. Um, my, friend, my friend Amanda was a big Motown person of that, just into that era. And she let me hear Hear My Dear. The things he was talking about and the, and the, the history of the album and everything mm-hmm. did not hit me the same way because I was receiving music differently. And I hadn't started at the bookstore where everybody's a music nerd. And I didn't receive it again until I came, until years later, I went to Straight No Chaser. Yeah. That was, a, that was our, back in the day, not too long ago, back in the day, that was our listening party that, that, of my generation. That was where you went to listen to some, to listen to some, either some, some classic hot shit of your generation. Mm-hmm. Um, or to listen to something new that you had never heard before. And in that case for me it was Hear My Dear. It was probably the first time I went to Straight No Chase. Mm. And blew my fucking mind. Yep. On every level. And this was his, this was considered his trash album <laughs> in yep. his day. It was. It was so again my parents. I agree. Hated it. So I can agree on that argument that it is about when you receive something. Mm-hmm. Now having said that. How closely did you listen to drill music in Zion? I listened to it once. Okay, and uh, and it's 
and I'm 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 not. I mean, I don't I don't really have anything critically to say about it. Sure, it, it, it's. I listen to things on a couple of different levels. So I, I I listen to things on the production level. I listen to things lyrically, and lyrically, he's he's saying a lot of things that that I like. Um, the overall aesthetic was I I mean it was it was decent. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It didn't it didn't move the needle for me, but okay. Um, it sounded like exactly what I expected from a Lupe Fiasco album. It was a it was a certified slap for me. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Um, if I talk, I'm pretty sure I'm marking this now. But towards the end of the year, when we start talking about our favorite shit of the year, in terms of music, Lupe will probably be a candidate. Um, he, I mean, it wasn't that he was saying things that nobody's ever said before. It wasn't even it was it was it was the presentation for what he was working with. Right. I heard, I read, and we talked about this in Discord, that he recorded this in 72 hours almost with basically a $100 USB microphone in his, in his house, like in his living room oh. with kind of minimal food and sleep. Gotcha. Which, first of all, made me feel like a fucking failure because I'm, I'm working on the second chapter of my comic book and it takes me a month or two to get a good script out. Um, so I always feel like I'm I'm I am the I am the weak link. Uh, so he made me feel like I my produ- my productivity is pathetic. <laughs> my God, um, a tribute to his genius. I thought this was a wonderful album, and it 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 feels organic. It feels like something you did. You sat down and recorded in a session. You know what I mean? And you can because you can you can like and that to me that's an old school thing. To me, the likes of Marvin Gaye would yeah. sit down and we're gonna do this one, we're gonna do this one, and we're gonna do this one. Yeah. And everybody came in on time. Everybody had, was ready to go. And if you didn't know the song, he was about to teach you the song right there. And here we go. We and we're doing it. I love that. I love that footage of Marvin Gaye laying on the couch, most likely high, out of his mind, <laughs> teaching the band "I Want You." <laughs> he was oh, he was stoned out of his fucking gourd, gone, <laughs> not missing a note, <laughs> not missing a single beat for the band. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in right here, oh baby, all that shit. And that's what drill music in Zion sounded like to me. It sounded like he was really in a creative bag in that moment, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to lose it. And he took this. He was he was tired of arguing with the label about what he could and couldn't do. So he said, "Fuck the bullshit. I'm going to record this project, and they can take this project as it is, or fucking leave it." And sure enough, he plugged that shit in his laptop and just went off. And I, I don't know that this is the case, but from his past history with labels and albums, I wouldn't be surprised. What was that? Oh, you probably don't know. There was, there was food and liquor. There was the cool. He had some. He had, some, had that one he had album. Some, he had some F and Fs in there too. Some first and fifteenths. Um. I don't know if those were mixtapes or not. Those were probably mixtapes. It was it was it was some album. I just remember he he was on the edge of depression about this album. It took him 
it was a few years after. It was at least two or three years after the coup. And he he fought with the label to the point where they beat him into depression. Uh, it had words I never said on it. Um, it had it had a couple of yeah, I mean it had some bops on it, and it wasn't a bad album. But the studio apparently ran roughshod over to what they wanted to do with it. Lasers, lasers. That's the one. I know for a fact he didn't want to have a fucking feature with Skylar Gray or whatever what that white girl's name was. Um, oh, yeah. She was supposed to be. Yeah. Hip Hop Saved My Life was on it, I think. No, Hip Hop Saved My Life was the cool. Yeah, it was the cool. Um, was it? He's checking the discography. Um, words I Never Said was on there. Words I Never Said. Um, was Superstar on there? That song made me hate him. Really? I hate that fucking song. <laughs> I'm learning so much about you at this moment. What you say you are. I just... Ugh. Everybody... When I was doing the poetry, everybody in their mom wanted to come out to that song. That song was... Ugh. I, actually, if, if if you want me to point at a reason why I can't really fuck with this shit, it's that song. Oh, shit. I know that. I, I'm learning so much... He had a song. Oh, he had a song with Trey songs. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, he did. I know he didn't want. That was the see again. This was shit that the label wanted that he didn't want to do. Never forget you with John Legend. <laughs> I think he, well, I I can. He might have fucked with John Legend because they're both from Chicago. I don't know, but um, he's he's definitely yeah. That was, was that was the struggle album. That was the that was the label. My fighting with the label album. Yeah, to to his credit, to his credit, Lupe is still eating off of Superstar. Yes, he is. You're, you're to, correct. To this day, you're correct. That and probably Daydreams. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. uh, but yeah, Lasers was like his love movement because yeah. I remember Tribe said, "Love movement was not a labor of love." Um, no, that was we need to uh, <laughs> fulfill our obligation to this contract and. Um, but I really appreciated drill music and Zion. I really appreciated the for that the production quality. And let's be real, yes, he probably did it with a hundred dollar USB mic, but he probably got some expensive equipment in there. He mixed that shit with exactly, too. exactly. Um, it's so it sounded well. It's, it the songs that he meant to sound that way sounded well mixed, and some of that. Didn't sound as mixed and it sounded organic, but that I think that was part of the aesthetic for this album. Um, lyrically, Lupe is all is still in shape. Period. Period. If it, it, yeah, it, any head, if he any like young hip hop head, if he is not in your top ten lyricists, I don't know what to do with you. Um. Drake is in the other nine positions. <laughs> Baby. Um, I really, but I really appreciate this album. And the replay level is there because I, I listened to this when I was working, when I was working on podcast stuff. And I listened to this while I was playing Call of Duty. And it, it worked out fine. So in terms of the hierarchy of Lupe albums, better than Tetsuo and Youth, uh, better than lasers. Not as good as food and liquor or the cool. It's right in the middle. It's right in the middle. 
but it's definitely one of the stronger outings I've heard this year. Which, I mean, you take that how you want to, yeah. depending on what you listen to. But I, I give I, that's a solid 8 out of 10 for me. Oh, wow. It's an 8. I'll give it an 8. Okay. I'm definitely going to listen to that more and probably have different feelings about it as we go on. Um, damn, that was a lot of music talk. Um, you just hear the pussy drying up. Just uh, If there was any pussy anywhere within 50 miles... Um, I don't know if this podcast has to worry about that. Correct. <laughs> you, you are correct. <laughs> oh, man. God, are we the Rapidly Rap Podcast? Like, are we? Are we Look, man, I'm trying to save you from yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. too late for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What else we got? Oh, Amarion. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> you missed your you missed your cue, man. It was it was right there. I did, I did. I thought about it too late. It was it was sitting right there. You oh, just, I just it, 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 you have to go from one sound pad to the next. Let's but, bring yeah. it back. So, <laughs> come on. So, Omarion, this nigga in the in the face of him falling out with his. Bandmates over social media, uh, and J Bug completely embarrassing him. Uh, he has put out a trailer for an upcoming, I think it's a four part docu series, uh, documenting the um, the millennial there the some of the trials and tribulations and bullshit they went through on the Millennium Tour. Fam, sound like a setup to me. <laughs> Every falling out they have in the in this trailer, it literally looks like either he had a personal camera person with him or he had his camera phone out and was just actively pissing off the rest of the band. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like they edited out every time when Fizz or Boog or Raz looked at him and was like, fam. Are you recording? <laughs> I'm going to slap the shit out you. I'm going to slap the shit out you and him with that camera. Chill out, bro. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like some set up ass shit, like Randall said. Um, having said that, I'm going to watch every episode. <laughs> Don't, fam. <laughs> This shit looks crazy. And and the fact that they so sensitive and, and every scene looks like they about to throw hands over some bullshit. And and this is again, this is clearly a Marion side of the story. Yeah. Um so Max Sensitivity April his former uh well his baby moms who definitely fucked at least one of his bandmates. Um, she's definitely in it. That is the storyline I want to see the most. Because, honestly, to me, I know he feels a certain way about this, and this is going to re somehow re in, revitalize his career. To be honest, this does nothing but make Amarion look bad. Mm. The reason this makes Amarion look bad is because for the past couple of years... 
he has held up this this image of just being completely zen and completely just above it all and just oh karma and life will give me the last laugh and just really this kind of weird smug aboveness of everything and it's, you know most most certainly from his reaction talking to Vlad of all people about his baby mom and his bandmate fucking and i think this between this and the verses this dismantles a lot of that and he is a nigga who gets just as upset and petty and jealous and 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 ridiculous as everybody else in the industry i have been waiting i know i haven't been waiting for this but i have suspected that humility was going to get the best of him sooner than later and this really puts an end to all that kind of guy next door above it allness that he has tried to sell us mm-hmm. uh, since it came out that his bandmate fucked his baby moms, oh. and that his baby moms was very unapologetic about oh. it, oh. and that maybe one of his other bandmates may or may not have fucked his mother. Um. So. Yeah, Randall didn't know that one. So, <laughs> Jay Book may or may not have smashed Omarion's mother, who is kind of attractive. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I will be watching every episode of this. Yeah, that happened. And, 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 and Randall's taken a little aback by that. I, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> My life is so boring. Like, my life is so boring. <laughs> I don't understand. As it should be. Look, I, and I love it. Like, I just. I love my boring ass life. What in the entire hell? <laughs> Side note, I just, I, I'm amazed. I'm constantly amazed at how much we know about people's personal lives that we've never met and never will meet. You, you know, you're correct. Like. I know more about celebrity lives than I do about my own friend, my own friends' lives sometimes. And to be fair, what he means, he only knows about this shit because I bring it up on this podcast. And that, only. Only. <laughs> only. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, 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 you know, so th- this is the culture we live in these days. Um, part of this is why Randall does not social media. I just... I just work here. <laughs> like, I, like I say at work at least twice a day, I just work here. Um, that Grambling head coach uh, um, shifting into uh, sports again, uh, that volleyball coach from Grambling got fired. Um, for those of you who don't know, I, I forgot her name. I had to look up her name. I just remember that she was attractive as hell. Um, but but she was on that bullshit. There we go. Possibly she was on that bullshit because I don't know the particulars of her cutting everybody. But um, basically, this um, Grambling State volleyball coach um cut the entire team. Yeah, and she cut the entire team, and um, she got fired. Uh. Not long after, 
Let me. Uh, what's her name? Chelsea Lucas. God, I never want to hear the fucking name Chelsea ever again. Um, but um, yeah, she fired the whole team, and she got fired. Now she's now she's saying that some higher up of the sports program told her to fire the, to cut the entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, her. Uh, let's see where did I find this? Oh, it doesn't matter, but. She's saying that somebody else told her to. I don't know. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot. When, when somebody gets fired, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing. And if I have to go down, I'm not going down alone. Yeah. Um, there are probably going to be more people to be let go in that program. Um, that's one of those things where they just clean house top to bottom. Fuck it. Scorched earth. Let's go. Burn it down. Salty earth. Burning down the house. And so um, this is one of those things where if those if those players merited being cut for whatever performance reasons, whatever disciplinary reasons, what have you, so be it. However, we do have to have a talk about her being a – because she's a black woman and because she's a black woman in the sports industry – we have to un- we do have to unpack slightly the process going into that because if we're being honest that kind of attitude has been held by men for a long time like i've heard the stories uh from when my dad played ball i've heard the stories from sometimes from some people that coached him that that was a that was a welcome attitude I and I myself have been in those lock have been in those locker rooms when a coach will walk in and look at and look at you and go look to your left, look to your right. Neither person on the on either side of you is safe, and you're not safe. Don't think, and so you have to play your ass off, and you have to play your ass off in these in these tryouts. And once you make the team, you have to you have to continue to play at the level that I saw that made me select you. This is not a bullshit dog and pony show program. We are here to we are here to win. We're here to win games. We're here to win this state championship. These people come to your house and say this shit. These people come to your house, eat your food, kick their feet up on your fucking couch and tell you you can get it too. So, this is something that I feel like has always been welcomed in the culture by men. We see this all the time, and we see this all, all the time, all the time, and how it's represented in pop culture. I remember watching Coach Carter and Samuel L. Jackson walked in and cut three niggas just because he didn't like the way they talked. And it was also not well received by the school. And it, <laughs> right, and everybody wanted to kick they kick their ass, but the players respected it, and the players stood by him. No, that ain't happening in real life. Or, you know, I just remember, and this has nothing to do with anything. It was some dance movie I can't remember now where some dude had to put together a crew to represent America like the Dream Team. And he last year's crew showed up, and he said, okay, everybody who made it step over here, get in a line. And he said, all right, 
gentlemen, first day of practice, let's go outside. They all go out the door, and he shuts the door behind them and locks it. And he cut them all. And that was supposed to be dynamic. And these things are very much welcomed when it's men. Even if they even if they show a little bit of pushback, it's usually when it's men, it's usually fine. I think Ben Affleck did this when he was in the movie where he was a drunk basketball coach or some shit. Um, this is a thing. And like I said, if they warranted being let go, I can't I don't see what a whole team can do to warrant being cut. To be honest with you. I mean. A whole team? You never know. But also, she got an answer for that. Like, if she comes in and just just wrecks shop and just sends everybody out of there, then she got to be prepared for the consequences. This is true. And the consequences may be you. Yeah, holler. Chelsea Lucas stated that she met with Director of Athletics Travion Scott uh, as well as um, compliance about her plans to remake the roster. She says the AT, the AD, excuse me, told her to get rid of them all. Quote, get rid of them all. Um, Lucas said she felt the pressure to win and win quickly, and it came from the top. I had to win. That's what I was being told. If not every day, every other day. I had to win. I had to move this program. How do I move this program? Do what you have to do to get this program to be a top seed program in the SWAC. Uh, as for Grambling State's investigation that led to her dismissal, uh, well, I hate these pop-ups on these lesser websites. Uh, at least they don't fuck, at least they're not trying to get me to buy some shit. Um, so it's under investigation, of course it is. Uh, do I think there was pressure from a from a school from a top school like Grambling to be a contender in all aspects of the sports program? Yes. Do I think that there's anything a team can do to merit the entire team being cut? No. Absolutely not. Unless they unless they all got well, no, I'm not going I'm not going to compare this shit to so she had to go. Duke. So she had to get the fuck out yeah, of there. I mean, that's... So, yeah, she had to get the fuck out of there. Um, I'm sure there will be... We're going to hear about some more firings. Certain of it. Holler. Uh, good. Good. Because this is the problem with, with sports on the college level. At some point, it's a lot of people trying to keep their job instead of doing their job. And doing their job is cultivating young Athletes that perform on the field, in the classroom, they shouldn't be worried about what you ha- what what mandate you've been given from the top. They shouldn't be worried about having to keep the alumni class interested or whatever. Fuck that shit. It should have always been the students. I don't know. I don't know. Get her the fuck out of here. Get her the fuck out of here. Uh... Good riddance. She'll get a she'll get a job somewhere. She cute. Um, I, I, I mean, am I, hello, am I lying? Like, what? it only uh, gets you so far, though. 
This is true. It only gets you so far. Uh, we got to talk about the twerking senator from Rhode Island. I didn't know they were, first of all, I didn't know they was that talented in Rhode Island. I mean, Rhode Island is right around the corner from New York. So well, that's true, too. It ain't. That's true. You're right. So, for those of y'all that don't know, um, a senator from Rhode Island, I want to say her name is Tierra Mack, I believe. Um, she has caught a lot of heat uh, because she was on a beach twerking. Um, and I want to I want to be clear. I wanted to put this in white people must be stopped at first. But if we're being honest, there was a lot of pushback from black people as well as white people. At first, it was a lot of conservative white people, um, a lot of which invested in the opposition that wanted to get her the fuck out of there. And I expect that. But it was a lot of black people preaching respectability politics out here that rubbed me the wrong way. And it was a lot of, they woke up a lot of Samuelites. Um, those of you that know the foster children of Kevin Samuels, um, this was some shit for them to talk about. Oh, this is the decline of society. Oh, this is the decline of the women in our, in, in our community. This is what we've been this is what we have to work with. This is what we've been relegated to. And any because let's be honest, there are niggas who anytime they see niggas enjoying themselves or smiling or in any way, shape, or form, they decide, quote unquote, the house is on fire or some shit. And she got so she got a lot of shit from people all across the board about twerking upside down on the beach. And she's talented too. Uh, there's a lot of core work involved there. I'm stretching real quick. <laughs> so, at the risk of sounding like one of these Negroes who preaches respectability politics. I think we know you're not a respectability politics <laughs> person. While I honor this woman's um, freedom to twerk when and wherever she wants. Also, we got to understand that there are certain situations where you have to realize when you do certain things, your professionalism may be called into question. Now, for when I read, she was tweaking, not tweaking, she was twerking, twerking as part of a campaign effort to garner votes. Um. And now to me, if I'm, if I'm a potential voter, if I'm one of her constituents, or if I'm one of these people, I may be looking at that advertisement and asking myself, what does the movement of her ass have to do with whatever issues she's uh, advocating for or against? I don't think that that particular ad or that particular message um, brings that point home for me. I don't know. And I would hate to believe that I would vote an elected official based on their ability to pop that thing on a handstand. Um, I'll be honest, man. I don't wanna, and, and I'm going to let you cook. Mm -hmm. Just to probably reinforce your point. She didn't get my... Well, I mean, she doesn't have my vote anyway because I don't live in Rhode Island. <laughs> but... 
She didn't get my vote. She did get my attention. Yeah. I'm open to the conversation now. And that's... <laughs> what are we talking about, though? That's what I want to know. Like, what are we talking about? Whatever. I, I'm open to hearing your issues now. Like, I didn't know who you were last week. But if this was an attention getter, you got it. I can be honest enough that I ain't shit... <laughs> Enough that that was a lot of talent. There's a lot of core work involved there. She's just Pilates, clearly. Just the ten and twelve o'clock CrossFit class. That is um, a lot of balance. Yeah, and as long as you're not voting based on the twerking, you're voting on you, the twerking got your attention. And let's be uh, and let's also be honest. I, Hillary Clinton got out here and played dominoes with niggas. And told people that she had hot sauce in her ba- that she kept hot sauce in her bag and got clowned. Not this badly. Also, there are people, Hillary, there are Hillary people was say, not twerking. There are people saying that this woman is is represents the entire decline of the community for twerking on a beach for votes. There are niggas who have done who have done way more shucking, jiving, and cooning for votes. You remember that time that Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the house <laughs> don't know got down to one knee with Kenta cloth on, <laughs> yeah, singing "We Shall Overcome" or whatever the fuck they did, and how that I do, how rightfully dragged they got. Now that is true. That. I do remember that. Yes, you were same correct. thing. They just some <laughs> same thing. Because this will be, let's be honest, this will be forgotten in a week. Also true. This will be forgotten in a week. Look. Th- 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 but I, I just think we deserve better from us than these respectability politics. Because let's be honest. At the end of the day, that shit don't matter. Like, respect, respectability politics is entirely, is, doesn't have anything to do with the issues. And all the people that are railing on her, I guarantee you, none of None of them can name one issue she represents. Not one. And that's her problem. That's her fault. Yeah, is it though? If they don't if if they don't know her platform, <clears throat> but they know that she bounces that ass. If you tell me Hillary Clinton keeps hot sauce in her bag, I am gonna go right to her calling calling black people super predators. Which we did. Rightfully so. That has never been let go. But my thing, my thing is, as a politician, as a person who represents the people. Why does it why does it take you getting to pop that ass in a circle to get people like Oz to even engage in the conversation? <laughs> That's my problem with it. Like what 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 is she not doing right? Or what does she feel like she's not doing right? To, well to have to go to that. That's just like you whipping your dick out. Well to, I don't to know get about votes. that. Let's well, okay, let's take it from there then. Okay, that's cool. Let's take it from there. We have to be honest about the fact that in 2022, there are a lot of people feel, who feel disenfranchised from voting at all. There are a lot of people who feel like they're walking away from the political arena altogether. Um, and I, I hope we can get some of them back. But there are going to be people out there taking drastic measures to bring you back to the conversation. That's going to happen on both sides. And it does happen on both sides. It's twerk, though, man. Damn. Twerking has nothing to do with your ability 
It doesn't. As a politician. It doesn't. You're why, correct. Why resort to that? For the same for the same reason that literally everybody on at UFC Fight Night has a crypto.com shirt on. I had to have this explained to me. Um by the crypto people. They were like, well, I, I mean, you have to you have to get the you have to get the people beat the people where they're at, and you have to get them on their level, this, that, and the third. Which to me, okay, sure, that's fine. Um, but they're selling a different th- now the crypto thing is different because they're selling a very different version of crypto and web three technology than what the crypto people are telling me it can be used for for the good of mankind. Mm-hmm. So that's a little different. But they were like, it's for this. It's the same. It's the same thing. You're getting people. You're you're getting people on a pop culture level. The cops were doing TikTok dances and handing out ice cream on the on the side of free on the side of the highway. These are the things that politicians who are kind of out of touch, but not quite out of touch, do. These are the things that they do. And I don't. And sure, is it a little is it a little wild for a campaign video? Sure. Do I think it represents a black woman being the decline of being the decline of black society? Fuck no. And I, that's where the conversation and that's where the conversation is. And maybe you're not saying that. I understand you're not saying that. And there has to be some. De- and you're looking for some degree of decorum. But if we're being but if we're being honest, black women are not a. And, and I always say this: I don't believe that we are equal. As a community, as a, uh, on a or on a societal level, until we and certainly our women are allowed the same leeway to be imperfect, um, to make mistakes. Not saying that this was a mistake, but the same leeway to be imperfect and to come back from some shit. Because I for all I and again, I heard the interview of her for all I know her her issues are her issues are on point. I'm open to the conversation. I was just I'm I'm mostly joking about how she got me. Because I because I don't live in Rhode Island, but I we have to we have to be able to give the same leeway for these things. And yes, should there be some accountability? Absolutely, there should also be some grace. And I don't think this woman has been offered any grace whatsoever. Calling the woman the decline of the decline of the black woman. That's not a little out there to you. I, I think that act of desperation is emblematic of an overall decline. And he, I mean, we, we I think it's a decline of the votership. It's it's a decline of people society. are walking away. Like it's people a, are walking away from voting, and they're saying, they're, people are saying now, well, look, I voted, and look what happened. Nothing's getting better. It's a it's a general decline of society. In in a well, society, yeah, I'll, that, I'll take that that allowed a, a, a person to say grab him by the pussy to become president. I'll also like, say that yes, you know, it's 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 more emblematic of that. And and right, and so when we say yes, it is a decline on a societal level. I don't think it's a. I I think that. I don't think it's a decline of the black woman. I think that because that's a very different statement. It's a decline of everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's it, she's not she's not representative of the decline of the black woman. It's no. I I just think that, you know, we can also. 
we can we also have a choice so we can we can allow ourselves to appear a certain way out of I guess parody with everyone else. If 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 he if a nigga can say grab by the pussy, why can't she twerk? It's one thing to say that, and that's and that's a fair statement. But we can also expect more of ourselves. We can expect to hold ourselves to the standard that we want others to hold to. So that that well, would be okay. Go, so no, that, so that would be the equivalent of us saying, well, if Trump said grab by the pussy, Obama should be able to say grab by the pussy too. Neither no, one of those things is no. something that I want from an elected official. Nobody, I don't think the, I, 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 let me just push back real quick. I don't think the argument is we should be able to do bad things. Nobody's saying that. We should be able to do fuck shit. Nobody's necessarily saying that. But there has to be some kind of equity in how we treat those things. And the equity is it's going to be forgotten in a week. Well, it, sure, it's going to, I mean, sure, that. But, if we're talking about respectability and we're talking about there has to be some kind of decorum and that kind of thing, let's be honest. Has that helped us so far? Obama was the most respectable nigga on earth at one point. Yeah. And was raped and was raped over the coals, sometimes by us. Who, who, <clears throat> I always forget his name. Who's the find your roots guy? Henry Louis Gates. Yeah. Was the, it does not get more respectable and square and dorky than having your own PBS show. Henry Louis Gates was one of the most respectable people on planet on the planet and still got hemmed up for trying to get into his own home. At the end of the day, I just we have to I just think we have to take a break from this respectability shit because ultimately it doesn't matter. Respectability is uh, is never about you and 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 what you expect of yourself it's always about how it looks usually to white people and even the standards we're talking about holding her by there has to be some kind of standard there has to be some kind of most of the time these are things that we've established by watching white people whether on a on a whether we know it or not on a subconscious level I just think we have to take a break from that shit, man. And to be honest, I don't think, you know, I, I think this is smaller than what the detractors are saying. It certainly is. I think this is way smaller than that. Definitely smaller than what the Samuelites are saying. Vastly smaller. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I, this is why I'm not in politics. Um... Because I, I stand by I stand by all my shit. I I stand by every bit of my shit and um my campaign people would just be upset with me all day. <laughs> um I think that is a good place to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know what it is, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. We're gonna come back and twerk for y'all. <laughs> that would be two old niggas hurting themselves. <laughs> um, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Honestly, honestly, we, we, we both got big jugs of water. We're probably the least drunk team in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Pour up. Uh, where is it? Clap, white people.
Clap, damn you. There you go. And we are back. Twerk that ass in a yeah. circle. <laughs> we are black. <laughs> what? We are opinionated. And honestly, it is too hot in general to be trying to get drunk. Yeah. And not fight somebody. <laughs> so so we have been sticking the water. What are the brunch niggas doing? Uh, I wonder. Sweating through their cotton blends. <laughs> Whatever you sweat through at 5015 right now, you deserve it. Guaranteed for adhering to that dumbass dress code. Uh, it's too hot for a dress code anywhere. Everybody should be like. So Ariel was talking about. Um, y'all don't know. Shout out to Ariel from uh, Play No Games, who has been a friend of the show for some time. She, there's some new spot that has a pool. And so, you know, the niggas have been showing up in their finest swimwears. The ladies have been showing up in the in the in the finest wares that Sheen has to offer. And not getting in the water. Oh no, no, no. Getting in the water. It's a real event over there, wherever this is. I have to call her and find out where this is. And and so she be out, you know, Ariel be outside, outside. We got we got uh outside t-shirts coming probably this week. Um by the way, opinionswhileblack.com is where to get your merch. Um Ariel be outside outside. So she see she sees when the little when when the the scallywags be out in their swimsuits and then be at the after hour spot in the same swimsuits smelling like chlorine and shit. I mean, to be honest with you, take the chlorine smell out. As long as, it would be one thing if we were sticking to the old the old rules of pool parties where nobody actually gets in the pool or swims. I would say everybody, man, show up to these brunches in swimwear, nigga. It it, it it's literally the climate will only allow for that. I could not imagine putting on my nice, even just shorts and a polo and not sweating my balls off at a fucking, at, at somebody's patio brunch. I know that place was, it's a, the smell is a mixture of chlorine, body oil, body oil and cheap cologne, man. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> and the food probably don't even slap. I dread it. I imagine the, I, the food can't slap. I I imagine. That's why they have all these gimmicks. Everybody got the same trellis looking background <laughs> with neon with a neon sign behind it for for selfies. And we'll never hear about whether the food slap cuz it don't. Everybody everybody making the same french toast. I'm going to keep giving these white people my money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, y'all! You stupid. We need it, to do a Patreon episode about black-owned businesses. Oh God. <laughs> also, yes, we have to. <laughs> we could never get away with that shit on this side of the paywall. 
people who have never listened to this podcast a day in their life would come for our fucking throats. They won't, you, they won't find me. They, I mean, well, they'll find me. I just won't give a shit. Have you? Have you have not seen the the black business group on Facebook? Uh, I think Danny might have mentioned it when she was here, but there's a black business, a local Houston black business group on Facebook. The fuck shit, the respectability politics, the bougie bullshit, and just some of the scammerdom mm-hmm. overall is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am. I know for a fact you know some of these people. I, you know, I just, I just work here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all I can say. I just work here. It is time for white people must be stopped. Yeah. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Fam, white people, white people are through the roof, man. Let me tell you, um, they're always building a better crazy white person. And in this case, it is Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller got to get the fuck on, bro. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, Ezra Miller been out here being uh, Ezra Miller been out here harassing people. She gotten he they have gotten into fights with random white folks. Uh, on in he flew he flew out to Hawaii and lost his fucking mind. He over there getting in fights. Uh, he is to date, I believe, he has kidnapped a young girl. Um, he's kidnapped a young girl and gotten her drunk. Um. He has to be stopped. And let me tell you something else. Um, they are really, rumor has it, they are very much on the edge of tanking this Flash movie. I mean, it's probably going to tank anyway, judging by <laughs> the, the fact that it's a DC movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit, they might be saving themselves the embarrassment. People talking about how the Marvel Universe is kind of 50-50, which I don't, I don't agree with. But, fam, DC ain't... Aquaman 2, nobody asked for that shit. Nobody. Uh, Shazam 2, well, maybe. Shazam wasn't bad. Black uh, Adam, no. Fam. The Rock been making Black Adam for like 10, 15 years, fam. And they put that shit out. That trailer is out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the, the, the most amazing thing about... Dwayne Johnson is that he plays Dwayne Johnson in everything that he's in. Doesn't change his tone, accent, anything. Not even when he was the gay dude in, was it, uh, Get Shorty? Yeah, it was Get Shorty. Sure. No, no, no. no. The other Get Shorty. Be cool. Ah. He's still The Rock. He was a gay cowboy dude. Still the rock. <laughs> um I did find this speaking of uh DC bullshit. Apparently not a, so you know because I don't watch The Flash anymore and have not watched it probably since season 2. Um Candace Candace K Patton left The Flash. Did she? Yeah, yeah, I think she. I think she finally left, or at least, or at something. And I noticed she was talking about 
some shit happening on there. She I, said there was some fuck shit. She said there was some racist fuck shit. This is a, so I'm gonna take the the one that I got from the root. Um, in 2014, there were no support systems. The actor recalled. She expressed that it was not easy being casted as one of the first black women actors in the made-for-TV DC universe. No one was looking out for that. It was just free range to get abused every single day. Um, and contrary to what the media may have you believing about what it looks like, what it looks and feels like to be a first, Patton recounts the fact that it's not nearly as full of praise as it seems. It's a dangerous place to be when you're, when you're one of the first and you're facing backlash for it and there's no help. Now, the fandom did give her a lot of the fucking blues. I, I, I do remember that. Um, uh, now people understand a little better and they understand how fans can be racist, especially in genre and misogynistic. But at the time, it was like, yeah, that's how fans are, but whatever. Ah, I see where this is going. So I know she received a lot of a, a lot of shit online. Um, a, a lot of it was from racist people, but she's saying that the network did not yeah. have her back and at all. And she's technically still there now. And I'm 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 reading now. She's saying that the next season might be her last. Um, that's so so that she could move on. But yeah, in she, other words, that's literally the only reason to be watching that show. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it past season two. <laughs> I got enough of her. I got enough of that character. I got enough of every, literally every character. Being, being cute, yeah. you know, yeah, can get you so far. I mean, she's okay as an actress, but I didn't think um, she was bad. No, nah, she, she, she. I mean, for 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 a DC for show. show, yeah. I mean, she was she was decent, but. Um, you know what are they on season like seven, eight, or something? I I lost complete track with the DC. Not cute enough to keep TV me interested verse. in that show for that long. And no, uh, they did you see they fucked over? I think Naomi got canceled. Maybe. I I thought I saw uh, yeah. that somewhere. I forgot that it even came out. But yeah, Bendis. Well, what, Bendis doesn't put out good TV. Nah, Powers wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. And, yeah, that whole. I'm not surprised any, if anyone tells me. That that network did not understand race and not uh, and understand supporting. You know who understands this shit? Paramount. I was gonna say UPN. Well, <laughs> they do, but you know who understands this shit is uh, uh what's the name? Um, Paramount. They don't even fuck with Star Wars. They're all Star Trek over there, and. They they definitely issued. Well, they can't fuck with Star Wars because Disney got them. Because Disney got them, but they definitely issued a thing where they were like, "No, we support that black girl on Obi Wan Kenobi." Ah, uh, yeah, we definitely yeah. support her and fuck what you heard and and have no bones about saying yes, it's racist bullshit. They also own BET, so they got to say that shit too. Also true. <laughs> also true. Very good point. Yes, but I, 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 you know, they so far they've they've demonstrated that they have been more receptive to those matters than than other major networks have been. I knew, I I knew that the CW didn't give a fuck about race and didn't give a fuck about representation for black people when they had Mister Terrific uh, changing in and out of a cornrow wig. 
On what show? Arrow. Okay, never saw that one. Wait, did I see Mr. Terrific on it? I don't think I watched it for that long. He's on Grand Crew now, which does not slap. Um, but that nigga, they, they had him switching in there. Like he, like, he usually had, like, a fro or something. They had him putting on, like, a fucking cornrow wig. And they put and and poor Diggle, they put him in a fucking Magneto helmet and gave him a gun and called him a superhero. Yeah, that's how black people get treated on yeah, the CW. This, like, yeah, I, I remember seeing. I think I think seeing Diggle get into that costume, and I'm like, all right, y'all, y'all just y'all don't know what to do. Like, imagine being on the show. Like, hey, man. Um, I know we didn't tell you this when you signed on, but yeah, you're gonna be a superhero at the end of the season. Oh, okay, bet, bet. What, 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 what's, what's my superpowers? A gun. Uh, I mean, we're gonna give you a gun with with a helmet. A gun. That's it. And 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 called him Spartan, and that 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 was it. So what's my superpowers? Gun. <laughs> gun. Your superpower is the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, yeah, they did not treat black people good or well in that cinematic universe at all. Like maybe Black Lightning, I'll give you Black Lightning, but even that kind of wore out its welcome just because CW superheroes do not slap. Yeah, I I made it through the first season of Black Lightning. And I was like, I'm good. I got everything I needed out of the first yeah. season. I, I can move on. That was it. Um. Send your racist stories, your real-life racist encounters, along with your listener letters. Uh, questions for myself, D. Randall, anyone you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can get more information about Houston's Most Savage podcast, how to listen to us, ways to buy merch, and ways to become a patron and follow us behind the paywall. Uh, we'll be back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. Yeah, I feel so bad. It, it, it's hard, like, it's hard to not mention that Candace K. Patton is one of the most attractive women, is one of the most attractive women I've ever seen. That's the only reason this story even came across my desk. Because uh, The Flash is a stupid show. She's from Texas. She's also from Texas. It's hard not, like, it's, some of these, it's hard not to mention that they're attractive. I just, I... I know these. I know the listeners think I'm a pussy hound or something, which not really. Um, I'm just single. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, Houston's most savage podcast. We'll be back. Y'all know what it is. Um, take a quick break. Get some. Get a. Get some. Refill your cup. Uh, clap, white people. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I'll tell you this. We are hydrating like a motherfucker. We are out here. Um, Can't be drinking like that out in this heat. Out in this heat. No, sir. Um, Again, I am saving it all for my trip at the end of the month. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, it's happening. End of July, huh? 
Uh, first weekend in August. So, first weekend in August, we will probably not be here. Um, so that'll be uh, hopefully that'll be our first break in the our our first break in a while in the in the programming. Um, Patreon listeners probably don't have anything to worry about. Um, I just realized also I'll be at Comic Con not this weekend but next weekend. Next weekend? Yeah. Okay. No we'll, problem. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Um Oh yeah, time for listener letters. Uh reporting to uh that's not something I wanted to see. Uh reporting to the Instagrams, I believe, uh for our listener letters this week. Um y'all been really responding on Instagram, and thank y'all. Um it's usually a kind of more of a mix. Uh, I have to keep remembering. I have to keep toggling between my account on my phone and the Opinions Wild Black account. And my my shit moves super slow, so I'm bringing it up because uh, I definitely don't want to start reading y'all my inbox. Uh-oh. <laughs> you got any DMs in there from Doja Cat? <laughs> if only and you can be- trust and believe all them shits would get leaked yeah just you know if she ever if she ever hits you up talking about hey you know how I can get in contact with uh, what's his name Eddie Munson yeah you could be like actually <laughs> yes I do I am really Eddie Munson myself uh, it's gonna cost you at least a nude um, gr- let me tell you something it'd be the greatest cat- episode of Catfish you ever saw in your life um Imagine looking for a long-haired white boy. Looks like he plays lead for Bon Jovi. And then coming coming to Hiram Clark and find a nigga with locks. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking beer on his garage. Um, we have this from Deep Fried Danny. Always nice to hear from her. What is one thing you wish could exist but doesn't at the moment? And one thing that does exist that you wish it didn't. Read that again. What is one thing you wish could exist but doesn't at the moment? And one thing that does exist but you wish it didn't. Um, the one thing that does exist but I wish it didn't is racism. Okay. Um. One thing that I wish existed, but does not. Hmm. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. That is is a tough one. Um, Well, I'll say one thing that I wish could exist, but does not at the moment, is my version of Jurassic Park. These movies are so bad, and I keep wondering why people keep going to humans lose their shit on, uh, dinosaurs lose their shit on humans part 10. Because you know it's going to be the same shit that happens. Um, I, my version of Jurassic Park has always been a more sci-fi, more intelligent thing where it's like different aspects of, like, like say you have like a veterinarian. Or someone who is someone who is more into the animal sciences, 
trying to figure out trying to figure out ways to keep these dinosaurs alive in terms of if they hurt themselves or um, maybe they, maybe they bring with them some disease from the prehistoric era or something something that something that dives into more of the technical aspects of how you keep a park like that alive but that will never happen we're just going to get dinosaurs losing their shit on star lord again yeah um so that's one thing that that's that half of the question um I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what exists, what doesn't exist, that should exist. Um, that I can say on air. Well, you can brainstorm. Teleportation. Hey, teleportation. Just get me there. Them ticket prices would be higher than a bitch. I I'm almost willing to pay. Just get me there. I was looking at flights for Atlanta. I was like, man, y'all wild. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm sick of sitting in traffic. I'm sick of lines. I'm sick of sitting next to people. Just, just zip. Get me there. All right. I'm uh, economy versus first class versus whatever. Just get me there. Just get me. There. I, don't, I agree. I don't want the whole fucking experience. Just get me there. Um, one thing that does exist, but I wish it didn't, is the manosphere. Honestly, I. And some niggas are going to get on me about this because I know there's a feeling that men need a place to express themselves and need a place to congregate and talk about and talk about um, the ups and downs of being a black man in America. I agree wholeheartedly. Here's the problem with that. We're not using it right. What is the manosphere? When they talk about the manosphere, they're talking. It's like these all those fuck shit podcasts. That are like daughters of well, uh, stepsons of Kevin Samuels, like that. A lot of these that just get on and talk about kind of anti woman shit and very misogynistic shit for the sake of hype. Um, and they're all riding that. And I always call them. I always bring Kevin Samuels into it because they're all riding that wave, and they all do it. And some people that we know are all doing yeah. it under the guise of. Men need to have a place to talk to each other uncensored. Uncensored does not necessarily mean misogyny. I was I was watching a YouTube video or reading an article, something earlier this weekend, um, where the person was discussing, uh, uh, which I guess was a Twitter entry or something, talking about the differences between how women how women come together as groups of friends versus how men come together as groups of friends. And, you know, one of the things it mentioned was that women outside of their common interests, women, even women who are strangers to each other tend to come together on some level to offer emotional support often in, in relation to common situations that they go through. Whereas men more or less come together, even with strangers, when they're aligned by whatever their common interests are, like sports or games or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And and I'm I'm not doing I'm not doing the discussion justice, but it, 
to a certain extent, it is kind of true. Like outside of whatever media platform, if if you look at how women tend to relate to each other, they tend to um, they they tend to be, and I'm, I'm definitely, I am definitely, definitely, definitely like um, downplaying the discussion. Well, is that was happening. I'm 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 being very broad about it. I'm generalizing. Okay. Yeah, I'm, no, that's I'm, fair. I'm definitely generalizing here. Sure. Um, women in groups tend to be more emotionally supportive of each other and and to to talk yeah. through things that. Let's be very honest, fellas. We don't we don't really, in general. Again, I'm generally speaking, are not on the same level of emotional support. We might talk about common things that have happened to us, mm-hmm. but. I just know my experience growing up with groups of fellas, you know, we don't talk about shit like, hey, man, I love you, man. Right. If you need something, man, I'm here for you, man. I got you, man. We're in this together, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'll hold your hand through this. I'll, I'll, I'll pull your dreads back while you're throwing up. You know, we don't, we don't <laughs> offer each other that level of support. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks because we get to, you know, when we get to a certain age, we don't have, let's be honest, men don't have the same level of emotional maturity that men do. I mean, that women do. That's not true. Mean, it's, That's it's, true. It's 100% true. So for a lot of them, the manosphere tends to be us um, coming together through the the detraction of women or through the detraction of things. It's, and a it's, lot of pent-up frustration. Yeah. And- and it's not it's not really a genuine place of support for each other. It's more of a man, fuck these bitches. This is what this is what we need them to to do so that we feel good about our shit. It's a lot of feeling better in the moment. Yeah. And we and, and, and what can make us feel better if these bitches fall in line and do what we expect them to do. Has nothing to do with what we need to change about ourselves. No. You know, I will feel better if my woman is more submissive. And if she, you know, if we, if we, if we share a very unbalanced relationship and if I have expectations for her, but she's not allowed to have expectations of me, that's what works for me. That's what I need you to happen, bitch, in order for me to be, to be happy. And there's a lot of, and, and it's not a secret that I've devoted a lot more of this podcast to, you know, altering that narrative a little bit and showing the other side of that narrative that there are niggas that do not like me and my niggas we do not have those conversations we don't i mean we have frustrations with women like everybody else um with the opposite sex but it's never in that angry vindictive kind of way it's in well that's how that woman chooses to move you just have to move around and it's always in a very kind of, you know, lashing out the way these niggas do is not healthy. And for me, I get it that men want the same kind of safe space action that they feel like women have with each other, but women treat each other differently to earn that. Yeah. And the fact, and if we're not going to use and I feel like if we're not going to use it right, we don't need to have it. Or if you would not be kind of what what some of these people see themselves, some of these podcasters see themselves as without it, then you don't need to fucking have it. And so, yeah, I one thing that exists that I wish didn't 
was the manosphere because we've built it up in a very detrimental way. Yeah. And we've allowed it to build up in a very detrimental way. I, man, I talked, and, you know, I, 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 I talked about it a little bit on Discord. Once. Some of these podcasts are nasty, bro. So I, I'm not going to bring up names and, and throw anybody under the bus, but some of these podcasters are legitimately nasty. A lot of them are just sensationalist. Just so, and, they can, right. so they can get listeners, and some of them are some of them have no feelings on this whatsoever, and are just hype beasts, which screams sociopath to me. But I, yeah, it's nasty, and I think if we're not going to use it right, just burn the whole thing down. Fuck it. Um, that was a pretty good double sided question mm-hmm. there. Thank you, Deep Fried Danny, for that. Uh, Opinionswhileblack.com is where you need to be. Uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com is how you get in touch with us. Um, do I know this deep fried Danny? Maybe. No, I don't think I do. Uh, I know her now because she's part of the listener family and she writes in. So she writes in kind of often. So thank you for that. Let's go. Um, yeah, you can get in touch with us on social media, all of the above. Y'all know how it, how it goes. Time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut Shut the the fuck fuck up? up. Number three. Please don't be boozy. Please don't be boozy. It's not boozy. Thank you. (laughs) It's not boozy. Um, Who is number three? Chris Broussard. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. In this week's episode of ESPN as a trash organization and needs to be burnt and needs to be burnt down to the fucking ground. Chris Broussard now Chris Broussard was saying a lot of stupid shit in terms of about Canadian players and how and how Canada relates to America. I'm not going to get into that because uh, Drake probably listens to this podcast and I don't want to smoke. Um. Chris Broussard also said that Donovan Mitchell, this was just lighthearted stupid to me. Chris Broussard says a lot of stupid things. Among the stupidest of the stupid things is him saying that Donovan Mitchell should stay in Utah because I shit you not, because the All-Star game will be there in 2023. And he should just model his career around that. Fam, what the fuck has sports journalism become, bro? Hype beast shit. What the? F- what? It's there's there's nothing to talk about. Like <laughs> sports sports journalism really mirrors um regular journalism in that people don't have anything to talk about anymore. They can only they can only react to things that happen because we That's see we see shit happening in real time all the time without the aid of journalists to tell us what we're seeing. So what we're left with is a is an entire culture of people who have been who've gone to school for four, six, eight years to study journalism, only to write reaction pieces to the, to everything. It's the it's the equivalent. You're correct of a reaction video on YouTube. Somebody yep. made this shit. Let me just react to it, and let me just say some dumb shit like, well, you know, instead of saying, well, Donovan uh, Mitchell is considering leaving Utah and going to another team, instead of me just saying that and walking away from it, I have to say some dumb shit like. He's doing that, but in my opinion that no one asked for, I think he should stay. 
Now I have to come up with a compelling reason why. Because uh, the All-Star game is going to be here next year. That's it! <laughs> print it! <laughs> Run it! Oh, we don't print anymore. Okay, just hit enter and... and, and Send. And publish it. Run it! Yes. Chris Broussard is a moron. And... In the, and to be fair, in the hierarchy of morons on ESPN, not quite as uh, braggadocious and loud as Stephen A. Smith, um, not quite as brain dead as Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins is <laughs> the Herschel Walker. <laughs> Sports reporting. I'll just leave it at that. He's either there to prove everyone has a chance or he's there to make fun of black people. It, it's true. It's true. Um, not, quite a, uh, not quite as ridiculous as, say, no, no, that's, no, that's the gamut. You, you're either as loud and ridiculous as Stephen A. Smith and Hype Beastie or you're just a brain-dead moron like Kendrick Perkins. Um. Shout out to Beaumont, Texas. <laughs> of course he's from Texas. <laughs> of course he is. Shout out to Jess complaining that people from Texas talk so slow. Just because people from the West Coast talk at light speed. Is she talking about us? Oh, she's talking about all people from Texas. We all get the smoke. She's, Jess- always, she's always like, my guy, speed up. <laughs> I was in the video clips of some, some Houston shit. She'd be like, I can't listen to it because they talk so slow. I love Jess. Jess is so rude, bro. I love her. <laughs> what kind of shit is that to say? You know what? If you did, did we talk? I don't know if we talked about this on the show. Did we ever talk about like if someone ever had to do a, no? We, it was a roast. It was the roast question. Never. Mind. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. By the way, she she refuted because I was like, oh man, Jessica's nice. She's nice. She was like, nigga, I would roast you and I would get help. <laughs> She was like, I, I, would I hit, told you. I would hit up both Franks to get all the dirt on you. I told and flame you. you. I was like, just, wow. Just from the man, just from the episode she did with the just would destroy you. Well, I, I, hold on, hold on, no, hold on, no, fam. hold on, hold on. I did tell her, I am untouchable. I am untouchable. I will eight mile the whole game. Did you see the level of potting she did here? Sir, that that girl is Leon the professional. If like, I if I can show you the text threads, no. oh well, oh, I don't want to know. Oh no, I think I think anyone else out there. Sorry, it, it was nice knowing y'all, but I cannot go out like that. I, I would I would I eat my own whole game. I told I said I would take myself down. She's Steph Curry with the shot, bro. Hey. Anyway, all that to say. Chris Broussard got to get the fuck out of here. He got to shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up! Damn, he is doing... I'm telling you, he is doing light skins journalism a bad name, bro. He, <laughs> he really is, man. Um, number two is, of course, Herschel Walker. <sighs> bro. <laughs> CTE Jimmy got to get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> man, man like to call that nigga CTE Jimmy, dog. <laughs> This nigga is out of this nigga is completely out of pocket, bro. And if you were wondering what the fuck I'm talking about, 
Former football player Herschel Walker, um, and what is left of his what is left of the frontal lobe of his mind is running for um, uh, a senator of Georgia uh, versus Raphael Warnock, and this has been the most. This let me tell you something. The next time I wish for a, a campaign or for a, an election. To me, to to be the most batshit crazy election in human history, stop me, <laughs> because this is this is beyond the pale. There's a lot of holding my beer going on right now. Herschel Walker has never said a smart thing. He has never said a coherent thing. Um, to call what comes out of Herschel Walker's mouth run-on sentences is an insult to the term run-on sentences. Stumble on sentences. <laughs> And for two reasons. One, Herschel Walker is basically a pathological liar. To a point to a point where his own campaign pushes back against the things, has to push back later when the fact checkers call against the things he says. I, I, and that's where I'm gonna disagree with you. Now Trump was a pathological liar. I don't think Herschel Walker is a pathological liar. Why I just that? think that his brain is so damaged <laughs> that he doesn't know what the truth is. <laughs> you just think that's that's what he believes in his mind. Are you caught up on the boys? No, okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm almost finished with Yellowstone. I'm gonna okay. start it. Like Herschel Walker seems like one of those niggas that talks to cartoon characters. <laughs> <laughs> he sees shit that we don't. This nigga. Oh, so he's just living in cool world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, claim, I mean, this is a nigga who claimed to be an FBI agent. I mean, these are things that are documented that you can prove are not true. <laughs> he, he, he claimed he was an FBI agent. He said he was the valedictorian of uh, University of Georgia. The jury determined that was a lie. That was a lie. And this nigga, oh God, according to Vanity Fair, falsely claimed to have started a breaded chicken empire. (laughs) Sir, just because you have 10,000 Chick-fil-A points doesn't mean that you own (laughs) Chick-fil-A. You flipping them hoes? You you buying the tenders and flipping the bitches? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you, dog? I, I think he's just so brain damaged that he doesn't know what's real. What's real and what's not. What was it talking about? Moon Knight, sense and nonsense. Yeah, he just he walked in Chick Fil A. He was like, "I've done great." This, but this nigga said in response to whether or not there should be new gun laws in Texas after Uvalde, this nigga responded, "What I what I like to do is see it and everything and stuff." <laughs> That's like when you don't study for the exam. (laughs) And there's a written portion to it. (laughs) And you got to get that word count out of your statement. It's like, I just need to see it and everything and stuff. Thank you. Have a good day. Oh, man. First of all, you're giving a lot of credit. Herschel Walker don't know how to read. Um, I'm not saying he was going to read it. Like, he's the kind of person that will speak a written test. (laughs) (laughs) 
everything Herschel Walker has ever written, because I was going to say there's no written, because everything, everything Herschel Walker has ever written was most likely written in crayon. I was going to say, and they were all probably stick figures. <laughs> and this is including and especially, like, I'm not talking about, like, when he was a kid. I'm talking about, like, yesterday. Yeah. Like, remember on, remember on that show Oz? Mm-hmm. When they had the the poet dude, yep, who used to write all his poems in like pictures, yeah, in like badly drawn stick figure pictures, it's Herschel Walker. That's Herschel Walker. It's the only language he understands. This man got to shut the fuck up, dog. Like he got to get the fuck out of here. Shut the fuck up. I, and look, I don't want. And I, I'm going to say this again. I'm going to plead with any of our listeners that might live in the Georgia area. <laughs> I don't want to step on anything D. Randall has said in terms of uh, votership. Hold hold your candidates accountable. Um, make them earn your vote. Do not vote for a party. Vote for your issues. Vote for the people most likely to uh, encourage your issues and address your issues. Um, make these people earn your vote at, at this point. Having said all that... <laughs> And don't vote for anybody because you heard us tell you one candidate or the other or any outlet you listen to for those things. Having said that, if you live in the Georgia area, please, for the love of God, vote for Raphael Warnock. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Please keep Herschel Walker out of the political conversation going forward. Into this new generation. Please. Somebody tell Herschel that he can be the first senator of either the 51st or the 52nd state. (laughs) This nigga thinks there are 52 states. This nigga really tried to tell us that he was the valedictorian at the University of Georgia. And he thinks there are 52 states. Hey, man. I'm just saying. This nigga thinks Puerto Rico is a state. Let him go run run for it. And if you tell him that he might actually run, like oh, he's gonna run, like that physically facts. run. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna hurt himself as well. Look, look at his. Fa- I'm starting to think Herschel Walker's performance art. Look at that face. You seen some of the hits he's taking? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's how I know Tony Do- Tony Dorsett was a better writer. <laughs> God damn. Fuck the Cowboys also. Uh, all, fam, uh, always fuck the Cowboys. Um, and the number one person who should shut the fuck up. It's, I, I, I see it's been a very sports-heavy podcast today. Uh, the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Jason Whitlock. Oh, shit. Let me stretch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason Whitlock. Um the uh, returns to the top three STFUs. It is always an honor and a pleasure. The man who has a type A personality and uh, type two diabetes. This nigga bleeds caramel. This nigga's so fat he looks boneless. <laughs> Back of his head looks like eyes without a face. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't even know what he's done yet. So let's. let's. Oh, shit. So. (laughs) Just had to get my stretches out. (laughs) 
So uh basically he did a he he did a segment of uh I don't even know where his where his content is disseminated anymore. Um he did a segment of his show or whatever about just railing on poor Leslie Jones and um because Leslie Jones was saying some real shit about how um Houston, uh, not Houston, about how America is going back to modern day slavery um, by taking away all these rights, especially rights for women. Um, and she was saying some real shit. And she was basically like, it's almost like when you really think about it, we almost never left slavery. And in some ways she has a point. In uh, many ways she has a point. A lot of people would argue would argue that she's on point with that. But not Grimace. Uh, not only did Grimace uh, fix his fix his clay face to talk about Leslie Jones and call her an ape. No, he said, and I quote. Now, I remember, y'all, this Amanda went to journalism school and referred to her as a grape ape looking woman. Grape ape looking. Grape ape looking. That's that. That's the technical term. Not only that, he brought on some dumb broad, some dumb broad who agrees with him. Um, I'm telling you, I'm, and and she's not an ugly lady, but I'll tell you this: it's like it's almost it's like body by Sony, brains by Fisher Price. Don't and if you go and if you gonna bring on a black woman to tear down another black woman, how about we not bring on a dumb black woman, a, a dumb chick that sounds that talks like Bettina the Slave Girl on Django Unchained. I swear to God, she was rant, she was ranting, talking about this woman looks like a looks like grape looks like grape ape had the nerve to fix her mouth for that shit. I swear, I thought she was gonna go into a monologue about how they whipping Jody for breaking eggs. Dumb, Ooh, woo. It, they they both. The only thing I hate worse than Jason Whitlock is Jason Whitlock conspirators. It, it was amazing that, and I, I remember seeing that video, that they both really took from the, the Willie Lynch playbook of, you know, we're going to get our least noble Negroes to, to take our own down. And all the, like, all, the, all the brainwashed bullet points of America is the greatest country in the world. Where else could someone as ugly as Leslie Jones even have a platform to do stuff like that? I'm like, so did. Like, you know that you lost. You, you remember back in school, or in, well into adulthood, if you're some of us, when you and your friends would just snap on each other about some shit. Yeah, and you you probably lost if the only thing that you can come up with was uh, that's why you ugly. Sure did. Yep, that was the equivalent of this shit. Like they didn't have anything else to say except uh, uh, that that's why you ugly. And I was like, Mister Whitlock, for a nigga that is afraid to look at the back of his own head. <laughs> you are one to talk. Call, at one point, called her, a, called, talked about she looked like a man. Fam, if Leslie Jones, if Leslie Jones was a man, I guarantee you she's seen her penis before, before you have. Ooh. Wow. You got to throw flour on your shit just to know it still exists. I'm done. The back of his neck looks like man e faces. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh 
Oh my God. Man, fuck Jason. Man, Jason Whitlock really he really is the worst of us. He really he I, genuinely. He jokes aside, J- Jason Whitlock really represents the worst of us. To call him a, a Samuelite is almost an insult to the Kevin Samuelites. No, no, no. He was he was he was there before Kevin Samuels. Yeah, that's true I mean, too. He is he is one of the bricks. Well, one of the slabs that yeah, the foundation I'll, of Kevin I'll say, Samuels I'll built say, on. don't call him a brick. He's not shaped that well. Mm. Man, I, I I don't know, man. It's it's to a point where it's comical at this point because every time I see him say dumb shit, he's on a less prominent platform saying it. Right, <laughs> right. Let me find out he has the nerve to have a paywall. Like, Nope, nope. Nope, get him. Fuck it. <laughs> Let me find out he got a paywall. All that shit just they don't even direct deposit it to him. It all just direct deposits straight to straight to Arby's. They pay the nigga the burgers. <laughs> <laughs> that man takes Venmo Cash App. <laughs> or Chick-fil-A coupons. <laughs> God damn. I'm telling you all I'm telling you all his all his direct deposits just just go straight to just go straight to Luby's. Damn. Yeah, I said it. It could be a yeah. His blood type is dialysis. <laughs> oh man. All that to say, we have to keep, this is why we have to keep people like this out of the conversation. And we have to make sure they know that they're not welcome in the culture. This is why we get on Jason Whitlock so bad. And eventually, this is why we get on Herschel Walker so bad. Does Dr. Miami do like neck lifts? Like back <laughs> of the neck? <laughs> you know, Nora Ephron used to say that all the time. God rest her soul. Uh, Hubert Nora Ephron used to say it all the time. You can do anything. You can do shit about your shoulders, your chin, your cheeks, all that shit. There is nothing. When you get old, there's nothing you can do about your neck. Mm-hmm. And Jason Whitlock doesn't even have to go that far. <laughs> well, you have to have a neck to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all that to say, Mr. Stay Puff, uh <laughs> A nigga version of Mr. Stay Puff has to shut, shut the, fuck, the up. fuck up. This nigga looks like his eyelid sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this nigga steps on the scale. The scale says nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this man, one of the uh, the things he put into his Fitbit is like, uh, nah, let me not. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm going I'm to chill. I'm, oh. I'm going too far. Um, did we do a podcast? Yeah, we did. We did. We definitely did. No podcast is complete without some Jason Whitlock. Damn, slander. they were looking forward to it. They jumped in. Uh, not only did they jump in the um, the comments, and the, when the, somebody sent it to me on the Twitter, and somebody on Facebook was like, does this mean we're about to have – a whole third, third, third leg of the podcast dedicated to Jason Whitlock slander. Guess what, David Santiago? You betcha. This nigga looks like a symbiote, dog. Look at that. 
man. Oh, man. This nigga looks like slime or no slime. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga <laughs> actually looks like the shit emoji. You ever notice that? <laughs> it's true. Oh, man, he rolls down the stairs. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he rolls down the stairs. Uh, you make it. I mean, you're implying that he actually makes it up the stairs to begin with. <laughs> I'm telling you, his whole house is just shoots and ladders, my nigga. That's it. <laughs> uh, oh, and he's all out of ladders. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with us? That nigga is built like Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh my god. Y'all, thank you so much for sticking. Why do y'all st- why do y'all stick with us? You know, statistically speaking, they say that according to statistics, the average podcast listener listens to the end of the podcast the least. I hope that's not the case with our listenership because y'all missing out on some shit. I swear we get the most out of pocket probably in the last 30 to 45 minutes. What kind of snacks does he hide in his flaps? <laughs> <laughs> like chipmunks, chipmunks store food in their cheeks. <laughs> this nigga has so many more options. <laughs> Pockets. <laughs> uh, oh God, I hate you, bro. Oh man, I just you know I'm just here for it. Fam, we gotta go do Patreon. <laughs> we will. Oh, so you're doing Comic Con next week? How you got fat on his forehead? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen forehead rolls before in my life. <laughs> oh, shit. It looks like Crane from Teenage Mutant. Fam. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Y'all, so Comic-Con is next week. Uh, it's the next it's weekend. The, it's, the following, it's the following weekend. Week after next. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. <laughs> y'all know how it goes. Um, thank y'all so much for sticking. Why do y'all stick with us, man? I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, we got to go do a quick Patreon. Um, <laughs> new episode up. Tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. Um You know how Oh shit. Was it was it was it season two of the Mandalorian that had the, the job of the Hut twins on there? Yes. I feel like Jason did the, the motion capture for them. <laughs> I think oh. looked at the screen and got excited and went, Mama! Oh man, 
We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 188 of Opinions Why Black. <laughs> I have been Oz. I'm, I'm, for, for whatever time I have left, I'm D-Rain. <laughs> and as always, forever imparting titties. Oh, man. Come on, clap, white people. It's <laughs> the sound of Jason Whitlock's flaps letting down all at the same time. <laughs> Ha! <laughs> oh shit, bye niggas. Oh.